East and West with Mario and Les, with your hosts Leslie Russo and Mario Kiki. Welcome back to another episode of East and West with Mario and Les. I obviously am Les, and this is my co-host. Mario Kiki. I'm wondering if I should speak in a British accent because <laughs> Meredith was on a British accent rumor. The oh, rumors. I will always say rumors <laughs> like that now. I heard the rumors. I need I need you to teach me how to do I cannot master the rumors. rumors. Uh, that, the way she says it. The rumor, what an episode, guys. We have had such a chaotic week in the housewives world, not just in Salt Lake City. Listen, these girls have been keeping us busy all week with everything mm-hmm. going on. First of, first of all, I want to celebrate the fact that we broke the top 200. Thank you, yes, everybody, for listening, for streaming. It was such a joy to see that. Uh, see, the we said our little pod that could, because mm-hmm. if did. you don't know, let's. If you don't know, Leslie is the executive producer of the show, and she does all the work behind the scenes. I help by babbling. And um, so to see that, and I was just like, oh, my God. And so I lost my mind a little bit. But before we continue with Bravo News, we're going to talk a little bit about your birthday. How was your birthday celebration? Tell my birthday was it. good. Uh, it was good. I went out three different nights, and tonight I have to go out again. Actually, four different nights. I'm sorry. Tonight is the last and final celebration, and thank God because I am sick of myself. And you? I I mean, yeah, you're sick of me too. I get it. I think <laughs> that um, <laughs> my birthday, me and Leslie, our birthdays are two days apart. Talked about that. Um, I had a great birthday weekend last weekend. I went out. I drank too much. I would have sounded like Meredith if we would have recorded the rumors. And um, <laughs> but I. I love drinking and dancing. I don't drink often. I don't like the hangover feeling, mm-hmm. but I was Ugh. incredibly hangover last Saturday. Um, As I was, was I. <laughs> I was strategic, and I said, let me plan it for a Friday so I can recover Saturday and Sunday. So that worked out in my favor. Um, but yeah, overall, it was a good birthday. And then the breaking news hit Sunday. Let's just dive into it. If you have not heard... For whatever reason, good for you. But um, if you haven't heard yet, we're going to start with the West Coast gossip. Miss Little Shannon Bedore 
got a DUI, <sighs> and I I was all over the place because I never would have equipped, you know, you see Shannon drink the way she does, and you think that they're smart about it, and so far, I mean, she's been drinking her whole life, it seems like, and you, you so far, so good, mm-hmm. but whoa, I was completely shocked. I thought it was fake when I first saw the screenshot of the headline, but then the video leaked. Oh, oh my God, can we talk about that that video footage? <laughs> that was bad. Like, I was trying to figure out, was she just like, she must have been going so fast around that corner, but I feel like that's her neighborhood. She knows the streets. Like, why was she going so fast? Well, the rumors that I've the rumors that I've heard rumors. is that she. <laughs> this is no laughing matter. We don't condone drinking and driving, but we we're going to laugh. Absolutely yeah. do so, not. We don't condone drinking and driving. I condone drinking. Just don't drive. Just don't don't put those two together. Yeah, take an Uber. Anyway, Everybody like, can do it. In fact, incidentally, a clip surfaced on TikTok that. Uh, an old episode of Orange County when Jeaner got her DUI, Shannon Bedore is on there saying, mm-hmm. in this day and age, you should have no reason to get DUI. Listen, everybody makes mistakes. I'm not going to pile on the she dog. She made a huge mistake. I am glad that nobody got hurt. I'm glad that it's not worse. Um, I've heard that she's going, she offered to pay for all the damages and she's going to go. I don't know if she's going to rehab or counseling. Um, I think both would be great, but, um, it's been really, it's been, it's been quite the, I mean, I want to say it's shocking, but then at the same time, based on how she drinks, it's not, I mean, listen, it's just, it's just the lapse in judgment. I think that she fucked up royally and I'm, yeah. And we're not like the moral majority here. We're not like trying to like, no, because her, what she did was wrong. She didn't hurt anybody. Thank God. I'm upset that this happened when they're not in production because I, I know I know. <laughs> Can you imagine that? That's how, you know, I'm not the moral majority because I'm like, where is Andy and a camera? And a I camera. need this to be filmed. Uh-huh. I need live. Re- we did get a live reaction from Tamara judge on her podcast. Did you hear yes. her reaction? I, felt, uh, I, felt I so did. Bad. I, I like, yes, I did. I just can't remember now. I felt, I felt so bad because she sounded so shocked and she sounded like, and then she said on her pod that she spoke to Shannon on Sunday, the day after it happened and Shannon and Shannon said nothing. She didn't mention it. I know. But I am going to call out Teddy a little bit because Teddy was interviewing Tamara about it. Mm -hmm. And I went back to Teddy refusing to discuss Kyle and I'm like, how come you are not allowing oh, yeah. Tamara to decide? Because Tamara was literally, Tamara sounded like she was in shock. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, Teddy, let her calm down a little bit and then decide if she wants to record and talk right. about this. Because right. I don't think Shannon, I don't think Shannon's going to appreciate Tamara going on her podcast and talking about it. But I mean, I love that she did because I'm a fan. and a viewer Right, because we appreciate it. it. Of course, it. we want to know. We love the gossip, but. My objective side is like, Tamara, maybe you should have took a deep breath here. Text me next time, girl, and be like, hey, should I talk about this in the pod? So I could say, no, don't do it. Don't do it yet. Talk to talk to Shannon first. Um, so I'm sure this will come up next season as a storyline. How dare you, you know, go on your podcast and talk about me. Mm-hmm. But that's why I my eye that's why my eyebrow raised at Teddy Melican, because I'm like, girl, 
you were the first one to say, I'm not talking about my best friend. I know. I can't. This is my real friend, you guys. It's not just for the show. We're really friends. And Tamara could have asked Teddy questions, too, because, I mean, equally shocking rumors. I'm not going to equate the rumors of an affair to a DUI, because obviously a DUI is much more serious. Mm-hmm. But I was I was a little peeved, like, Teddy, let Tamara decide when she's going to talk about this on her own terms. Right. Uh, somebody, that is, somebody that's also talking about it is Little Miss Emily Simpson, uh, Shannon's co-star. Um, Emily Simpson gave an interview to Access Hollywood. She said that um, she confirmed that she did text Shannon. She mm-hmm. said that she was sorry that Shannon's going through this. And if she needs anything from her, she can reach out and that she will be there for her. And she said that's where they left off, really. She said that Shannon needs space. She said that they did uh, find some sort of peace at the reunion. Um, and then okay. uh, em- Emily being the good lawyer she is, she said, from a legal perspective, I think she'll just take a plea deal. They'll probably combine her charges. She'll take some kind of plea, and then she'll get community service. Yeah, she's so I was probably like, right. Okay, Emily, yeah. give us the whole. Yeah, she's give, probably give right. Give us the whole legal assessment. <laughs> I was upset that the dog was that Archie was with Shannon. <gasps> that was I'm what was most shocking to me is that poor Archie was in the car. Got I was in an like, accident. Archie, I am so upset. I am so upset for Archie. Um. So anyway, that was a big Bravo breaking news. I do want to switch gears to, did you see the cast for the Traitor season two? I did. I saw all the fake it, cast photos first. And then yeah, they're like, oh, I this one's them. not on. This one's not on. I was like, okay. So I'm like, let me wait for official yeah. press release. Press release. Right. But um, there's a lot of Bravo celebrities on there and a few MTV people. Do you watch mm-hmm. Big Brother? Are you a Big Brother watcher? Um, I used to watch, so I know Janelle, like I watched okay. her season. Um, and then I'm not sure if I know the other ones. I can't always stick with it. I like to try and start it and then I get bored and I can't stick with it. I do enjoy, uh, aesthetically Kevin from Bling Empire. I think he's hot. Um, I don't okay. know if you've ever watched Bling Empire. I remember Netflix, it. I he... don't think I watched it, but Okay. Yeah, he's hot. Uh, well, Bravo World, we have Larsa Pippen, which was a mm-hmm. random cast, if I may no. say so myself. Larsa and her boyfriend, Marcus Jordan, are going to go on there. These are the Bravo celebrities. MJ, who's always a fun mm-hmm. TV uh, producer, she's going to be on there from Shaws of Sunset. Yes. Um, and then Miss Phaedra Parks from The Real Housewives of Atlanta is going to be on there, as will Sheba Shiray from mm-hmm. Real Housewives of Atlanta. And then our very own Tamara Judge is going to be on the Traders season two. So it's a bit of a little bit of an Ultimate Girl Strip Traders version. Um, I am here for it. I Trader season one was really good. I saw it trending a lot on um, on Twitter during mm-hmm. the first airing. So you know it was good when they had Andy host a reunion. Like that's how you know. I know. It good, yeah, it was good. I I didn't. I watched it like on and off, but I thought it yeah, was good. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I'll be more invested never... in this season. For sure, for sure. Um, but anyway, so yeah, so let's just dive in. We have a lot of we have a lot of recapping to do today. So let's yes, just deep dive. Since we started off with the viewers, we will start <laughs> off with Salt Lake City. What did you think let's of the episode? Talk about chaos. What did you think of the episode? Immediate reactions, por favor. It was so good and so entertaining. I watched it like three times. Um, I just I find it 
even though there's drama going on and Meredith and her craziness, I find it so much lighter without Jen Shaw. Like Jen exactly. puts such That's a what... dark cloud over things because she would take things to such a level. Even before we found out about her criminal activity, everything was always like the biggest drama ever. It was too much. It was too much. This is better. And that's the thing, like they're arguing. I mean, listen, I don't know what's going on with Meredith and the disabled child. That got really dark. <laughs> Boy, really where fast. did that even come from? I, I don't know where that came from, but clearly <laughs> something else is going on. Uh-huh. Uh, but anyway, we're back at the Trixie Motel. Meredith is unhappy because if you remember last week, we ended on the cliffhanger. They showed up and they saw Whitney and Angie there. Angie was clearly not invited. Uh, Meredith can't believe that Whitney would not consult the hostess before she assumed that she could just bring a plus one on the trip. Even Monica, the new girl, can see that having Angie there is a big no-no. She's smart enough that she mm-hmm. is starting to see, uh-oh, I'm on the wrong side here. Let me switch teams. Um, Heather does say that this motel screams drag queen, to which I say takes one to no one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm tracked Now... Let's break the fourth wall a little bit. Um, okay. Do you think that I have my own theories? I think that they didn't invite Angie because when they were first filming this season, as they are, they didn't know if she was going to be a full time or a friend of just yet. You know, that's because a she good was a theory. Of, yeah, because she was a friend of last season, and so they were like, oh, well, if we don't include her, we don't want, she won't be full time, you know? And so Whitney, being Whitney and Messi, decided to bring her on just to peeve Meredith. I don't think, and this is why I, watching these shows, um, I mean, overanalyzing, I don't know if Whitney decided on her own to bring Angie or if a producer was like, you should bring Angie. Yeah, I'm not sure she's that clever. She's not. And that's the thing. It's like, and remember I've said before, you can tell how they are uh, if they're cohesive in their personalities. Like Mm -hmm. Lisa Barlow is Lisa Barlow on her confessionals and in person. Right. Whitney is not that clever in real time with the girls. Like she's more clever in her confessional or she thinks she's more clever in her confessional. Mm -hmm. She she does have some more zingers this season. The Candace impact. But (laughs) I sat there like, okay, listen, like Whitney, girl, you know damn well you're being messy. Um, but anyway, whether she knew to share what room, she was starting, she knew what she was starting. Um, Mary's sharing a room with Heather, which is very random. Um, Meredith finds out that Whitney and Angie have already made their room selections. You can just see that Meredith is starting to defrost because that icy woman was melting with rage. And so <laughs> Lisa walks around oblivious as usual to Meredith's agitation. She could not wait to tell Trixie Mattel that she lost her $60,000 ring. (laughs) Trixie plays that obnoxious revelation off like a pro and moves things along before Lisa can continue on that monologue of narcissism. It was fabulous the way Trixie Mattel just said, girl, if you want a new jewelry, just say that. Like, don't be making up stories about some lost ring. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. Perfect. The perfect response. Absolutely. Um, the first part of Mary being Mary made me cackle because Angie was trying to get Mary to come sit with them by the pool. And Mary just says, I'm not going to sit with you. Stop talking to me like that. I don't like it. I'm I don't just like, like it. Oh, I know. Shit. I was like, oh, <laughs> shit. I got scared. 
But then Mary says, Whitney, why did you come early? Mary thinks it's childish that they came early because they knew that it would irritate Meredith. Mary also does not want to engage with Angie, and she's clearly team Meredith. Um, Angie tells, tries to defend Whitney and says, well, you might think it's childish. And Mary replies, I'm not even talking to you. So I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Mary, or Meredith comes out, and she has gift bags for everybody except Angie. Angie is furious and she takes this personal and I'm like but girl you weren't even supposed to be there so exactly so that's that's ridiculous I mean that she's reacting like everything was a personal attack when she was not invited so wasn't even invited right um Angie tries to throw a little shade at Meredith for not having a gift and Monica does not think that that's cool to do to the hostess Angie is pissed at Monica because Monica is now defending Angie um so then they start they get into this whole venting session and that's when monica overhears them monica goes straight up to angie and says you need to take that up with the hostess i monica is giving me some good energy i've seen mixed reactions on the twitter Um, some people are saying some people are saying she's too thirsty some people are saying she's trying too hard i think that she's just there and she's speaking out and she's calling Mm -hmm. them out and I, I don't know. I Let's see. We'll watch what happens. But so far, I kind of like getting... that she calls them out. And I kind of like that even though Angie's her friend, she's like, you can't say that. Like, you can't exactly. speak like that and act like this. So I, I like that because she's like holding her to task. I like that. Yeah. And to me, it's interesting because she's not acting like a first season housewife. Maybe she watches the shows. Maybe she knew how, like, because she's not acting like she doesn't know them. And that's always good. If you think back to some first season housewives, they're like in shock and they're like, what the hell? Like, they're just quiet and observing. And she's not really like that. So I think that's a good uh, production factor. Yes. Um, Meredith assigns everybody shopping buddies because they are going to have to choose outfits for each other and sort and some sort of like trust building exercise. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was a cute exercise. I thought it was a cute way to break the ice. Um, the outfits were not cute. Horrible. Um, horrible outfits. Mary and Monica are paired up to shop. Mary does seem to tolerate Monica, but she's not interested in the choices. I did like the outfit that Mary chose for Monica. It was a little I did too. flattering on her. Yes. Um, Meredith is shopping with Heather, Whitney, Lisa, and Angie. There's Angie tagging along. Um, <laughs> By herself. <laughs> the outfit that Meredith chose for Lisa, that belly dance skirt with coins dangling oh my for God. her. God, she is not her friend. <laughs> Lisa in her confessional was like Meredith hates me and I'm like I agree yeah, girl because I agree too because I was Harassing like you. I would not see that and think oh that's Lisa Barlow that was no. more like a Whitney outfit yes um <laughs> definitely <laughs> I did like the dress that uh Lisa picked for Meredith the yellow goddess look um Angie comes out with some Grecian dress which she picks out for herself because she had no uh shopping buddy because she wasn't supposed to be there i'm going to keep saying that whitney looked ridiculous in that dress with that white lab coat and then heather's (laughs) outfit with the trucker hat and i don't know what the hell what was that jacket that jacket and then it was just messy like it none of this was cohesive but i mean maybe that's the point it was like older white man going to like bingo parlor (laughs) vibes i don't know it's so hideous 
I've seen many a lesbian in San Francisco <laughs> dressed like that. And so I was just like, oh, okay, lesbian chic. Um, Meredith says the restaurant is rather chic. Lisa is terrified because she could not believe she's having a, to wear basically a bathing suit. Uh, Lisa ties a shirt around herself, but actually that draws more attention to her lack of clothing. Uh, Whitney truly dressed Heather like some break dancer from the 80s. It was hilarious. So bad. Um, <laughs> they get down to their trip and they toast to a fun trip, according to Meredith. Now, this is another cheesy icebreaker. They all have to share something about each other that they didn't know. Um, Meredith says, she, ugh, first of all, Meredith says, I used to go to Palm Springs when I was little. And I'm like, okay. To visit my grandparents. And and Mary's like, that's shocking. Like, what is shocking about that? I mean, <laughs> I, I um, can't. Whitney says she's journaling again. And Lisa oh. Barlow says, I love that. <laughs> Um, riveting mary, riveting it's so riveting and so shocking uh mary talks about an african gray bird who likes staring at her and she also lets them know that she's a learner a loner which to me it's like well duh who didn't yeah. realize that about mary we know. mary yet i'm with monica when she says y'all are so boring because they are <laughs> like that was such a boring like uh-huh oh my god these revelations these shocking but, revelations. there was no revelations there none now what's What's interesting is Monica just decides to spill that she fucked her brother-in-law for a good 18 months. And I was like, whoa, she is giving them ammo to throw in her face later. Um, but, you know, at the same time, she's putting it out there. What right. she hasn't done, what she hasn't told them, and I don't know if they know Mm-hmm. If she if she was uh, an informant or she was or she testified against Jen Shaw, like do they know right. that yet? I don't know. She did oh. tell Lisa and Angie at lunch that day, right? They talked about it, or I did she tell she, us in the confessional? She, she told us in the confessional, okay. but I don't think they know. And so now I'm thinking back to the, I'm thinking back to the first episode when they're in Aruba, and. Yeah. They're, they're like how could she do this to us like this i don't know maybe monica i don't know i'm starting to piece the puzzle here um back at this dinner we begin a game called which i knew was going to go straight to the mess cold and prickly essentially you have to say what's what you don't like about somebody which is always a right. messy game heather tells angie her cold and prickly is that she is untrustworthy heather thinks that angie was all over jed and now has inserted herself into lisa's ass Heather just concluded that Angie likes the biggest dick in the room and there is nothing wrong with that, Heather. I will tell you that right now. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I think what Heather was trying to say, if you interpret this, is that Angie has been trying to get on the show for four years. Yes. Agreed. It didn't work with Jen. It didn't right. work with Lisa to be on the show. And right. so that's what they're, they, you always have to read between the lines here. What Heather for is sure. trying to say is Heather... Heather is telling Angie, girl, you've been trying to get on the show for four years now. I don't like that. I don't like that about you. Right. Um, but, but they she can't, can't say, say that, that, obviously. So, yeah. So I think that's what Heather's gripe is with Angie. It's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you, it didn't work out with Jen to get on the show, like full time or friend of or whatever. But they obviously can't say that. Um, Meredith lets Whitney know that she needs to work on her communication skills. Mm-hmm. Mary interjects. I was surprised that Mary interjected and called bullshit on this because I didn't picture little Pastor Mary to be such a posturer. I know. Um, because I was like, oh, okay, Mary. 
Mary tells Meredith to be honest about her true feelings about bringing Angie on this trip randomly. Mm -hmm. Meredith says she's not going to get into that, which was, I was like, all right, let's move on. Now, little Miss Barlow. Monica tells Barlow that her prickly is listening to Lisa whine about losing her $60,000 <laughs> ring. Monica is annoyed that she's over here struggling financially and she can't relate to that much wealth. Monica even said she reached into a tampon disposal box looking for Lisa's ring. Um, Lisa Barlow is like noted, noted. In her confessional, Lisa says, well, maybe one day when you can afford to lose a $58,000 <laughs> ring, you know what it feels like. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, there you go. So I mean, it's it, it's it's tone deaf for Lisa Barlow to complain about it, but it's also Housewives, and it it had only been hours. Like, give the girl, let yeah. her complain. Like, I would of be course. furious. Me I too. Be, to me, my ring would be my iPhone. If I lost my phone, which we'll talk I about know. in New York, by the way. But if I lost my phone, I would be losing my shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Angie then. Angie then alleges she wants to make a fun dinner toast. Uh, she says she had the Greek word of the day, which translates into fake, essentially giving Meredith the title of fake. Um, Angie talks about, they go back and forth. She calls Meredith's jewelry dusty and questionable business. She hasn't sold these Meredith, since 2015 or something. <laughs> <laughs> Angie came in hot. Angie was Greek mm -hmm. hot. Meredith reminds Angie that she said she would never be friends with her. Um, I was waiting for production to give us footage, but they didn't. So um, she kept saying, "You said this. You said this publicly," and I'm publicly. like, "Where was it? Every was it a reunion? Was it where? I don't know." Monica intervenes on behalf of Mayor Bear and tells Angie she's being rude to the hostess. All of a sudden, Meredith gets possessed by a British woman and she starts yelling, you can leave. <laughs> when she, I, you know what, shout out to the editors for added, adding that echo. It made it so much dramatic. It's yes. oh, it so great. This Greek goddess named Angie has officially woken up Mare Bear. Angie refusing to, you know, consistent with her bad guest uh, acumen that she's on here, refuses to leave. Meredith gets up assaults an innocent waiter <laughs> and says i'm the hostess she needs to leave i'm the host security and that poor guy needs security security may we get security <laughs> i need her to leave i'm the hostess her behavior is unacceptable <laughs> whatever the fuck she said that poor chad was like okay why am i in it you need to leave me out of this i will do my best but i was just like what the hell i'll do like, what, what I did can. you really expect him I what did mean. she really expect him to do? Like to drag her out of there? Like, oh my God. I know. And then Mer Meredith gets into some diatribe about disabled children. <laughs> and it was just a breakdown from reality. Mary and her confessional was like, oh yeah, Mary Sh Meredith should not have had that last martini. Yeah. Now she ain't making no sense. Well, you Meredith know though, when out she was on, sorry, when she was on Watch What Happens no, Live, no. She Andy asked her if she had been overserved, and that's why she was slurring and whatever. And she played it off like she hadn't been. If it were me, I would have been like, "Oh yes, of course." That's why I sound so crazy. But she played it off like she hadn't been. She was slurring. She was slurring. I'm, I'm not going to say that it was. It probably just wasn't alcohol. But if you guys want to read between the lines, maybe there was some sort of other substance. Maybe. I don't know. Cause when you slur like that, is it like a painkiller? Is it an ibuprofen? That's true. Did you, did you take too much 
I mean, what did you take that? Robitussin. A little bit. I mean, maybe she had some diarrhea. She took some Pepto-Bismol with her martini. I don't know. But that had to have been a combination of something. Because when you're slurring that hard, listen, we've all been there at some point. Of no course. No. But I mean, come on. That was a cocktail of something. Yeah. That speech was in slow motion. That was not editing. That was her. <laughs> no, her that face. was her. Like, I was getting like freaking robocop vibes i'm like okay we need to recalibrate her because she is a little uncalibrated here (laughs) meredith leaves the table in tears lisa chases after her barlow tries to get meredith to see this nonsense as just mean girl high school shouldn't ignored it meredith then comes out with the zinger do you want me to talk about angie's husband let's talk about the husband the rumors and i'm sitting there you do such a good rumors i love it i'm sitting here like please do please talk about the husband please talk about him um apparently she does because like you said on watch what happens live andy brought that up meredith tries to play it off like she doesn't go there but andy's like okay well just keep watching the show because you're lying so um (laughs) clearly meredith is going to go after the husband Mm -hmm. um which you know what lisa barlow made a good point that Meredith going after the husband reminded her of what Meredith did to Lisa Barlow and just sort of implied stuff about Barlow as a revenge tactic. So I do see that Barlow had a point in terms of like, you piss off Meredith, she's going to come for your family or come Mm -hmm. for your marriage, whatever. So because this this is now the second time she did it. I think Barlow did a great job at not uh, telling Meredith that to her face and making it worse. Yes, yeah. Barlow could see that Meredith was just out of it and let's get out of here Uh so thankfully they put a cork in this and they get out of there heather needs to be carried to the van she's completely trashed um randomly in the van mary goes in on whitney (laughs) yeah and mary tells whitney i see you for who you are you need to grow up um because whitney apparently told meredith that you're using random things in your life to distract from your own behavior she does and which she does it's true you know what? Whitney sometimes surprised me. She made a good point. I hadn't caught on that. The minute you call Meredith out, something else is happening to cause Yeah, it. she deflects. She because... started crying about the disabled children at that point. <laughs> disabled children who won't be able to walk again. And... <laughs> I am loving the British Leslie today. I don't know but then Meredith or I'm sorry then Mary wants to understand why Whitney called her pornography mm-hmm. I was hella confused with Whitney I'm like pornography like what the hell is she talking about and then Heather being the star that she is she summoned the last bit of energy that she had left uh, trying not to vomit she she depleted her energy and burps out predator not pornography predator <laughs> like she clarified Right. ready to throw Whitney under the bus instantly. She's like, you know what? This is going to be the last ounce of energy I have left, but it was Predator. Mm-hmm. Heather could have stayed quiet. At that point, Heather should have just stayed quiet. Like, yeah. To not make it worse. Because now you've reminded Mary. Now, what I will say, Mary has all this residual rage at Whitney. Because if you remember, see, we're historians in this podcast. If you remember, Mary did not go to the season two reunion. Mary skipped it because of... Uh, you know, valid reasons back then. We're not going to talk about that. But Mary skipped the reunion and she did not come back for season three. Mm-hmm. So 
married never had the opportunity to call out Whitney for shit that happened two seasons ago. So it's all like unresolved resentment on Mary's part, which has nothing to do with Whitney. Like at this point, Whitney just was taking it because it's like, well, what the hell else is she supposed to do? She's bringing a boat shit. I think Whitney should have been like, you're the one bringing a boat shit. I wish Whitney would have broken the fourth wall. And maybe she did, then Eric, but Whitney would have been like, bitch, you're bringing a boat shit. Mm -hmm. You're the one that didn't go to the reunion. It's been two years. If you're still mad at me, then deal with that on your own. Right. Like, get out of here. But that's, I think that's why Mary is so coming at Whitney so hard because she's still mad at her from season two shit. Yeah, Um, I'm sure. Yeah. Then we get to the hotel. We're back to the little girl. We get back to the motel. (laughs) The van is cleared except for Heather and Whitney. The way Heather had fluids pouring out of her from every hole was triggering. Did she pee herself too? Listen, <laughs> that vomit was landing in the bag, but there was a whole cascade of fluids coming out from her other side, and that was not vomit. Oh. Like her, no. and, her, and that vagina, that vagina was like <laughs> hurling urine. It was clear urine, so that means her health, her urine is healthy. So that was a good thing. <laughs> but I'm sitting here. Glad like, you noticed that, girl. We, I noticed the clear <laughs> urine, or maybe it's the lighting. Maybe it was the lighting, but that urine looked healthy to me. Uh, bam, my doctor friend that listens to this, tell me what yes. you thought about that urine. Um, it was all over the place. I was with Whitney. I was getting sympathy vomit. I cannot be around anybody that vomits because that's going to make me want to hurl chunks too. Doesn't she do that to me. On... I have never seen Whitney. Whitney has been around some shit in this show. Uh-huh. To see her react so terrified of vomit was hilarious <laughs> I know. She like ran off the bus. She was banging on that van like somebody was coming. Like, let me open the door open. It's like, bitch, you have had the freaking SWAT team show up and you have never ran scared. Like, you have been around some shit. And that's the first time Whitney was like, oh, hell no. And she started banging on that door. Um, Heather has really just vomited. This dinner was such a disaster. It. I love watching Housewife episodes where you know it's going to go down in like housewife history. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. one of those dinner parties where you watch it back five years from now and you could just relive it. And oh, have for sure. Joy, feeling of joy, feeling of mess, feeling of, oh, yes. so good. So chaotic. Now I'm going to burst everybody's bubble because that's what I do. I feel, and I'm nervous. Salt Lake City has a habit of starting off really good and then just, crashing yeah so i hope that it stays on this high please don't let me down girls because it's starting off good but so did season three and then it's starting to right let's just hope so, it remains let's just hope let's just hope it remains i'm loving this season i'm hating angie in a good way i think she's great to ruffle mm-hmm. feathers i think she's yes. great at being annoying yes. she's not annoying me in a way that's not good for the show <laughs> right exactly um, she's not exhausting when yeah, she's not exhausting. Come exhausting is when it's bad. Yeah, so I can recognize that she's a great adversary for these, or for at least for Meredith, because mm-hmm. she's been pissing Meredith off. And so, yeah. I don't like her character, but I think she's great for the show. I can mm-hmm. recognize that. Um, because all of a sudden, ugh, and we complain about these people all the time, but people on Twitter are wanting her fired and wanting her gone. I'm like, oh my god, Please. like y'all gotta watch the show and shut up. But it was hilarious. But yeah, great episode overall. Did you love it? I loved it. I yeah, loved I loved it. it. I loved it. I loved it. The rumors. The rumors. The rumors. The rumors. The rumors. Okay, so 
Where should we head next? The OC or New York? Well, we let's can do OC if you want. I don't care. Yeah, let's do OC and then because OC's um New York is the one that's a little bit in the back burner right now. No shade. Yes, that's true. Because OC because no OC was good. Well, they were all good, but OC and New York were or I'm sorry, OC and Salt Lake City were a little better. Definitely. Agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so this was episode 15 of the OC and it was titled The Tipping Point. So the episode continues where we left off last week, everybody arguing at the table over Jen's relationship again. Uh, Jen Mm. gets up and leaves the table and everyone tells Tamara that she should learn to sugarcoat things a little more, to which she says, if you can't handle the truth, then I'm not your friend. So they all agree that Ryan is no good for Jen. And meanwhile, Taylor sits with Jen as she calls Ryan and she tells him that Tam said he's been sleeping with someone for a year. I sound like Meredith now. A year. A year. While he was with her. And she says that if there's anything else she needs to know, that he needs to tell her now. And he, of course, denies all of it, saying she already knows the answer. And I think she's definitely doubtful and feeling unsure of everything at this point. What do you think? For sure. Yeah. No, for sure. She's just, her head is spinning because now she doesn't know what the hell they're talking about it. Right. Exactly. So the ladies get ready to do their different excursions and Heather, Vicky, Jen, and Taylor go parasailing and Tamara, Shannon, Emily, and Gina go snorkeling to see turtles. Emily complains about Heather for the 737th time in the Sprinter van and Gina explains that her mom is very hard on her and we flash back to that New York trip that they took together where Heather's mom is ragging on her. Emily says though it's no excuse for her to be mean to other people. And in the other van, Vicky tells a charming tale of a woman parasailing in front of her condo. And allegedly, the cable snapped and the woman went flying, landed on top of a building, and they couldn't retrieve her. And I am still unclear on whether or not she died. We never heard of that. I was going to Google parasailing accident in Puerto Vallarta, but I got scared. I'm like, no, I I ain't trying to see nothing. I don't want to see nothing. Let me mind my business. It has nothing to do with the storyline. So I just moved on. I mean, in true Vicky fashion, it's a great story to tell as you're about to do the same thing. Um, And then they continue to talk about the BravoCon incident in the other van. And I'm rolling my eyes hard here because how many times are we going to bring this up? Uh, the snorkelers meet up with Diego and Diego, to which Tamara says, everyone is Diego. I laughed out loud at that. I thought that was funny. That was, uh, it was funny. I thought it was funny. And the others hop on the parasailing boat after passing a group of massage tables. And at this point, Vicky tells them that she's received happy endings massages. And I really didn't have that on my bingo card that Vicky was going to reveal that. Uh, and clearly neither did Heather, who says it's very unhygienic. Of course, that's like her problem I mean, with it, that that's it's unhygienic. Problem, exactly. And apparently this happened in Laguna. It wasn't like she was at a spa somewhere. It was just at like a massage parlor in Laguna. Um, so the turtle group gets in the water and Shannon is very anxious while doing so. What was that about? It's not like she was jumping off some high boat. She was just getting into I know, the water. Like, but Shannon and anxiety go hand in hand. Oh so my I God, mean, yes. Just, yeah. So the parasailers take off and Vicky and Heather are together and Vicky screams absolute bloody murder the entire ride. I laughed so hard. 
Heather tells her, let's go to a happy place. We're at Kodo Insurance now, and there's post-it notes and staplers and legal pads. <laughs> and it actually calms her until Taylor tells the boat captain that Vicky is saying to go faster. And oh Vicky starts God. screaming again. And then when they come down, Vicky pukes. I mean. Oh, my God. What is it with puking in these women? I was laughing when the production crew or editors added um, shots of Kodo the office because it was working. <laughs> I know. It was so funny. It, it was, was so funny. Yeah. So the turtle viewers are back on the boat at this point. And they decide to do tequila shots through their snorkels. And Emily tells us that it's easy that way when you're a snuffleupagus. So we're still oh. on Snuffleupagus. And what what bothers me the most about the Snuffleupagus thing is that I don't think anybody, like a lot of people on the internet and even on the show didn't know who Snuffleupagus was. I mean, nobody watched Sesame I, Street? Clearly not. But if you Google, no, but if you Google Snuffleupagus, <laughs> it's ugly. That is ugly. I'm well, sorry. I love Snuffleupagus, it's- but yes, he's not the most attractive. He does have lovely eyelashes. Maybe I mean, I'm trying to figure out why Heather thought that was a compliment. Yeah, no, that was rude. That was not. He's like a giant <laughs> elephant. He's like a woolly mammoth. <laughs> you leave Man. me out of this. So everybody sits down for dinner later, and Heather tells them about Vicky's happy endings. And Vicky says it costs forty dollars, but then she tips a couple of hundred. I, I, and this is why I love Victoria Gumbelson. She just she's so funny and like i love when she's on the show because i laugh like nobody makes me laugh like she does and so meanwhile once again they're all discussing jen's relationship surprise surprise and vicky tells her you should have made that marriage work you have five kids and then she claims she regrets her marriage to don not working out and at this point the other girls are telling her that she doesn't know jen or anything about the relationship and she can't say that to her Gina and Vicky get into it a little bit. Gina defends Jen. Vicky goes on to say that she left a good man for a loser, which I thought was interesting because I feel like, was she revealing something there? Did did she ever admit that she left on for Brooks? I think she had revealed that in the past at some point. Listen, we've been following Victoria. They Gumbelson knew each for other, but I didn't know years. she left for they him. Knew I think they had an affair. Oh my God, the way I know about these women is crazy. But um, see, Tamara joined the show season three. Now we're going to get a whole right. historical context of Vicky. Tamara joined season three. When Tamara first joined the show, we learned this in the season 10 reunion. See, I don't play about my history here, okay? Listen, I know my shit. Yeah. Um, Tamara joined season three, but by season 10 reunion, when the whole cancer gate with Brooks happened, Tamara revealed that that's when Vicky first heard that Brooks had cancer back in season three. So apparently we learned after the fact that, yes, Vicky was um, in season seven. So you have to place this all over the place. Uh-huh. In season seven, Vicky revealed that, yes, she was having an affair with Brooks, cheating on Dawn. So that's okay. what actually ultimately led to her divorce. Because it's okay. a lot. It's a lot to remember. It's it very, is, but I remember all that stuff. And that's a big thing. Yeah, but it's also 10 years ago at this point. So I guess. Disappointing don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a walking encyclopedia. Um, but I was more surprised that Vicky said I left my husband for a loser, and she was sort of implying that Jen with two ends and Brooks were the same. To me, that's not the same. 
Brooks Mm-mm. lied about having cancer. Yeah. Brooks lied about having cancer. Ryan has been uh, accused of being a womanizer. Those two things are completely on Completely opposite different. Completely like, different. Like to say or imply that Vicky is the same as Jen with two ends is is doing Mm-mm. a disservice to Jen. Like that is a it's not the to same. Jen. Yeah, it is not the same, girl. Like that is a reach by all reaches. And but... Vicky was unhappy with Don. She wasn't so happy with him. I mean, I guess she regrets it now, but he wasn't filling her love tank. I remember that. So I don't know. Does she really regret it, or is she just saying it? I don't know, but whatever so anyway jen tells the girls that she loved being married and doesn't know why she wasn't enough for her ex-husband so clearly it Mm. wasn't only her affair that ended the marriage i mean that was the nail in the coffin i guess but like like they weren't happy and he wasn't happy with her clearly either which is sad so on the last day the group plans to separate again and half go shopping and the others go to see a shaman and before this in the Trace Amiga's room, we learned that Shannon forgot her toothbrush and hasn't brushed her teeth in five days. Oh, that is so disgusting. Oh my You're in a hotel. God. All you have to do is that call the front was... desk, they'll bring you a toothbrush. Now listen. I know that she had a DUI and that was a lapse in judgment. Mm-hmm. But now we know that homegirl has dirty. real bad lapse in judgment because she's walking around with some hot ass shit breath in mexico like it's normal like and then you talk about it on camera like it's mm-hmm. gonna be and if any of you listening found that relatable or cute or laughed reevaluate that's yeah, seek help i'm sorry go to the dentist i want you to go to a dentist and give me a zero cavity report if you thought that was cute that is disgusting that is shit breath it's gross. Ooh. I brush my teeth like five times a day. I was more grossed out by the not brushing my teeth for five days than the DUI at this point. I'm kidding. Don't cancel me. But it was just to hear <laughs> that. Gross. I, I just pick, Wait, I even just worse. Like, yeah, go ahead. What no, I just pictured like steam coming out of her mouth, like as she's talking, and it's like, yeah, oh, all that oh, alcohol, was... like that she had been drinking. <laughs> Disgusting. She was probably breathing fire. And even more disgusting, she used a towel, like a hotel oh. towel she put in her mouth. God only knows <laughs> what has been on that thing. That's so disgusting. I mean, her I just... name, her name is now, you said fire. I thought Shannon the dragon, because that is dragon breath. Yeah. That is disgusting. Horrible. It, could you I imagine? Mean, oh, her mouth is yeah. probably all dry and disgusting. Oh, like, oh. yeah, and like that's bit with oh i can't even think about it so then vicky tells her she has toilet paper sticking out of her ass and shannon says no it's a maxi pad i mean we know she is postmenopausal, so why a pad i guess she has like leakage issues too and do we need to know that and then mm-hmm. like and why is she wearing spanks under everything everything <laughs> that she has on including like a bathing suit cover-up she's got spanks on and i, I got news for her Spanks sometimes make it look worse, like, at least for me. They squeeze the fat, and then I see, like, a layer, and I'm like, no, I was better off without the Spanx. One time I put some on for fun, and I looked like the fucking Michelin Man. It was mortifying. (laughs) crazy. It squeezes Uh, Like, never, ever again. I'm going to embrace my fat curve. I'm going to (laughs) just soak it all in. Let it go. And then, 
when I thought about Sphinx and how you wear these like slimming materials, mm-hmm. to me, it's like when you go to undress with your lover, or if you go hook up or something, <laughs> are you going to like demummify your body at that point? Because you're like completely wrapped up. You're complete. Right. One of my friends, I'm going to call them out. I won't say their name. One of my friends be putting on fake pads <laughs> when we go out sometimes. Yeah. And I'd be like, listen, home fry. What happens when you undress and those fucking tennis balls just fall at your ass? Like, are you serious? Like, right. that is so mortifying. I uh-huh. cannot. I cannot. Anyway, I mean, what do you do a- with them? Where do you hide them? <laughs> I think if, yeah, exactly. I think if spanks are appropriate, if, like, you're going to go take a picture, your updated headshot, like, you're going to a right, wedding. Or you're going you're not to a wedding. Sex. Right. Yes. But, like, but if underneath. you are out and about. And then Shannon, oh, I mean, listen, we're not even going to get into the whole body. Issues, I know. But I'm sure John, you know, because. Because allegedly John called her fat, and so maybe that's why she had to stock up on some spanks and feel thinner or something. But it's sad, and and then she's crawling on the floor, spanks on full display. I know, and they're just I like know. begging for mercy. I'm like, oh my god, girl, get some it's skins. A hot mess. So the girls get in the van, they head to Tulum, and they start talking about Instagram and how Heather unfollowed everybody when she left the show. And she said it was because she had FOMO and she didn't want to see it. And once again, they all gang up on her. And Gina says, if someone is your friend, you follow them on social media. And says in her confessional, she likes everybody's things. She hearts everything. She watches everything. I kind of agree with that. I listen. What's interesting about the timing is Heather was claiming that she she didn't follow anybody because she left the show. Mm -hmm. Um, Heather Heather left the show or got fired whenever season 11. Right. Um, Gina and Emily joined season 13. Mm-hmm. So the math didn't math there for me because Mm-mm. they didn't start working together until, um, season 16. Right. So Heather acting like it's some sort of metal that now she's following them. Look at you. Look at me. I'm following you now. Mm-hmm. It sort of gives them the ammunition because to me, I don't, I, I wish Heather would just say, fuck them all and lean into this. I'm better than you narrative because that's yeah, been she her might brand. As well. like, I'm just, I'm just going to call it what it is. She walks around. She called the champs. She uses mm-hmm. fancy words on purpose. Her, her tagline was, if you want to get on my standards, get a ladder. That's been like her stick. Like, listen, right. just I'm go with it. You. So just at this point, just lean with it in a facetious way. Mm-hmm. But Heather loses me when she gets that offended. But then she does little things like, I'm not going to follow you back. Like, because I'm better. Like, it gives them right. that ammo to remind them. It's true. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. But now that I follow you, you should be grateful that I follow you because I'm better than you. So if she can't play smart and stupid as Bethany Frankel, who I don't like, would say. Like, you have to just remember, like, you're the one that says... Mm-hmm you're better than me in your tagline. But now that I'm following you back, you should be thankful. It's like, well, no, bitch. Right. Like, you can't no. do both. Anyway, well, right, because Emily claims that she puts herself on a pedestal by having everyone follow her but not follow back. Like, you guys are the exactly. peasants. You follow me. And it is it is true. So they exit the bus, and Heather is upset, and she says she wants to go home. And she's talking to production, I'm assuming, and she says she hates all of them. Um, at this point, I kind of don't blame her, though. They have been ganging up on her a lot on this trip. I mean, how much is one person supposed to take? And I guess I, I guess this season, she was the punching bag. At least she knows maybe next season now she won't be. So that's like the silver lining yeah. there. 
You know, I don't know. So at this point, like, I feel like no matter what she says or does, these girls seem to have a problem with it. And it's like, they're not going to stop until they break her. And I think they did. I really, what I also feel is I've heard Heather act different on camera. That's been the accusation. Okay. Um, I've heard that she acts different on camera than she is off camera. A part of me feels that they are coming at her so hard because they want her to break on camera and on the show. Maybe. They want her to just be her, be herself. Cause even Heather has said that she curses like a sailor and she curses all the time. But once the red light is on and she's filming, she's proper and prim. And so she's an I actress think that it, after all. She's, a, she's an actress. She's a I think a part of me was like, they all were like, you know what? This bitch is so different on camera. Let's just pick at her so she can just snap Makes and show sense. her true self. That's what I yeah. deduced in my own free time. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I, I it makes sense. So Shannon, Vicky, Tamara, and Jen go to the shaman. And uh, both Vicky and Tamara are confused by what that is. Uh, meanwhile, at shopping, Heather is pissed and upset. And even retail therapy isn't helping her. Uh, back at the shaman, he makes each girl say their goal. Jen says she wants authenticity and peace with Tamara. And when they're done, everything seems copacetic, but we all know how that usually turns out. Uh, back at mm. shopping, Heather and Taylor sit down to talk, and she tells her she's had enough. Taylor says, I know we haven't been close, but I'm feeling it for you. Heather is unsure of whether or not to confide in her, but she does and says that she doesn't feel like she fits in. No matter what she does, it's not right. And Heather defends her Instagram nonsense, which I can't even listen anymore. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. No. Uh, and then Taylor says she doesn't get a pass like the others because of the money and says that the other girls feel inferior to her. So, Which, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I would too. Um, so everybody goes to meet for a cocktail in this very cool nest looking restaurant. Um, and they actually have to climb into this booth, but they like trick Shannon and don't tell her she can walk around um, instead of crossing over this net. And she just like freaks out. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Like that was like the only thing I heard while she's doing this. She gets scared. And we get a flashback of Vicky and Shannon on the ropes course where she's stepping on Vicky's hand and I cackled. It was so funny. Um, Shannon is crawling. Hilarious. Shannon's crawling around on the ground and we get another view of her Spanx. Um, and then they switch to a more traditional table and they discuss the shaman. Jen tries to bring everyone together and everyone seems into it for now, at least. 12 seconds later, though, Tamara questions Heather about her comment that Shannon isn't all in in her relationship with John and wants to know what that meant. So Shannon jumps oh. all over Heather and her choice of words because it wasn't the right thing to say. And Heather has had it. They bring up New York and BravoCon and Heather said it wasn't Shannon talking about you. It was Tamara. Tamara does, Tamara oh. does a double take at this point and says, I was repeating what you said, that they're a bunch of fucking losers. Heather denies this, saying she was talking about Noella and the other Jen. Tamara claims she was mocking Heather for saying that, and Vicky gets up and leaves the table. And then Vicky apologizes to the waiters, and she claims that she doesn't like to fight or be around fighting and at that point, we're treated to a split screen flashback of some of Vicky's best fighting over the years. By the, and by the way, as Heather Dubrow would say, by the way, 
earlier this episode, Vicky was coming at Jen with two ends. So it's like, oh, now you don't like to yeah. fight. Now, now you don't she doesn't like want to fight. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, who so is I, you? First she's crying at the bar. I mean, so somehow Gina completely ignores that Heather says she was talking about the other girls and chooses to get up. And Heather keeps telling her she was talking about Noella, but Gina continues to pretend like she's not hearing that. I didn't understand that. Did you? Yeah. No, I think. And then like Heather said in her confessional, you suddenly believe Tamara. You were the one warning me about Tamara months ago, but now you believe everything Tamara says because I'm, you want to come for me. So. Right. Exactly. Yikes. It was weird. Um, and Vicky is currently crying at the bar at this point and drinking tequila. Heather walks over and Vicky says she can't believe how mean they are being to her. And Heather claims that she's done with the show. And back at the table, the nonsense talk continues. And I can't even understand why Gina, Gina again, is choosing to completely ignore Heather's explanation. So they get into the van and Gina says she's sad Heather wishes somebody would have her back, and Tamara says Heather will lie to the end. And then we see four hours later, uh, the Trace Amigas go dancing, and once again, Shannon Spanks make an appearance. While she's dancing on the bar, she lifts up her dress, and we see them. That's not sexy. Nobody wants to see your Spanks. That's not the move. So they thank Vicky for coming, and they're happy that they ended up on a fun note after so much drama. Back at the hotel, Gina continues to complain and makes a mountain out of a molehill. Heather talks with Jen and Taylor, and they work it out. The Trace Amigas talk about Heather, and Tamara says she was trying to throw them under the bus, but she's not putting up with it anymore. And Tamara tells us she's reevaluating her friendship with Heather. Heather tells us she wants to show Gina that Tamara is talking about her, and the episode ends with the Trace Amigas hugging. Now, Solid episode solid i have more gossip related to this and the confusion i don't know if i want to repeat it yet because it's so related to present time gossip Hmm. should i just tell the people should i just tell the people what i heard yeah yeah apparently here's what happened so (laughs) now mind you this is all gossip so allegedly according to allegedly so tamra leaves the show right or she gets fired right um Tamara then texts Heather Dubrow and says, mm-hmm. oh, the rating, the ratings are down on the show, yada, yada, yada. I heard the ratings are down. T- Heather replies, the ratings are down because I'm on the show with some fucking losers. That's what Heather replied to the text. Okay. Then Tamara gets back invited to the show after this. Heather goes on her podcast. And says Tamara should not come back to the show because she's now a blogger. She's now a podcaster. There is no room for her to go on the show. So Tamara says, why would you say that? You know, Mm -hmm. this is not cute. Like, whatever. Why would you say that? Flash forward to BravoCon 2022. They're behind the scenes. Tamara says, it goes up to them. And she sees that Heather is sitting with the current castmates, which Mm -hmm. is Gina, Emily. At that point, Shannon had left. So Tamara snarkily says, oh, I see you're sitting with some fucking losers. Right. Because she was repeating what Heather had texted her. Right. In that moment, in that moment, Heather didn't clarify. Heather didn't react. She didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. So that's why Heather's now talking out of both sides. Because first she said, I didn't say it. 
then she said, well, I was talking about Jen and Noella. But then mm-hmm. next week we see that she's saying, oh, it's actually Tamara that said it. So it's like, this is how you know you're lying because now you're right. all over the place. First right. it was, I didn't say it. Second, it wasn't about you. Next week, it's not about, uh, it wasn't me at all. So yeah. that, that's the context that has been provided to me. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Some juicy gossip. Mm-hmm. Um, so apparently that's where the misunderstanding lies. Now, if you see the reunion was filmed and Heather and Tamara must have resolved everything at the reunion mm-hmm. because they went out, they went out together after dinner, right? after the reunion. So I think it'll be cleared up, but that's, to break it down, that's apparently what happened and it's yeah. going to hit the fan next week. So I thought it was an interesting uh, context provided. So that's yeah. the that's the tea okay, that well, I there deserve. You go. I don't fact check. I just repeat it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why it's all alleged. It's all alleged on East and West with Mario. <laughs> alleged. Allegedly. So, so next next week is the finale of OC. Of course, mm-hmm. we'll come back and re- recap accordingly. Why don't we take a quick break and tidy things up with a little New York? Sounds good. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. It is now time for us to discuss the real houses of New York City. Go for All it. Right. Well, New York has been New Yorking. It's day three of Anguilla. Bryn says that she feels refreshed after her self-imposed time out. Erin shares with Bryn what she missed at dinner. And most of the details revolve around good old Jessel. Um, apparently now they feel Jessel is trying too hard to make her story match everyone else's mm-hmm. stories, but it's just not working. They Jessel adamantly denies that her parents are helping her financially or helped her financially. Jessel talks about, quote, struggling while living with her uncle in New York City. Sai reminds her that, well, I was once homeless and overdrafted regularly. Um, Aaron then points out that Sai and Jessel are on opposite ends of the spectrum. I don't know why we're competing over who struggled more. I don't know. It's a contest, apparently. Or are we just sharing stories? I thought Jessel was just telling us about her life because they asked her to talk about her life. Right. So what's wrong with what she said? So now that she's talking about her life, Sai and Aaron probably felt like, oh, well, you're trying to one-up me or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. It just felt very yep. uh, embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, they sit around over breakfast. Uba outs her roommate Jessel as snoring. Uba went as far as recording Jessel while she slept. That snoring was loud. I thought somebody was dragging furniture across the floor. It was bad. I would not have slept there. I would have migrated <laughs> to the couch quickly. Same. Uh, but but even with that recording, Jessel refuses to believe that she snores and she just says she's congested. Sure, sure, Jam. <laughs> okay. Um, Sai and her impeccable planning have a whole boat day planned. Uh, they appear to be in a good mood so far. The water activities start. Even Jenna puts on her full coverage wetsuit and jumps in swimming. While Bryn, Jessel, and Uba stay on the boat, Jessel tells Bryn that she felt Sai and Aaron came at her a little bit the night before. Seems like Aaron believes that Jessel is lying about her upbringing and Uba feels that whatever Jessel says at this point is just not going to be good enough for Aaron. So thank you, Uba, for that assessment yeah. because that's where I'm at. Jessel says, she listen, cares if I so was, much. Exactly. Because Jessel says, if I was a rich bitch, I would just say it. Like, I would just own it. Like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely. But, but let's talk about Bryn telling Jenna that she has a crush on her. And 
Jenna was eating that up, no pun intended, but Jenna was sitting there like, oh, <laughs> yeah. When, when Jenna went on her confessional and was like, I mean, not no. I was like, okay, Jenna. <laughs> right, exactly. Because Brynn is a cutie and Jenna's a rich power lesbian, so let's do mm-hmm. it. Yep. Uh, Brynn made me laugh when she fantasized about her future wedding invites. And then she says, <laughs> I could see the future credit card statements. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Jenna reminds us that, of course, Brynn would absolutely have to sign a prenup. I mean, hello. Um, Jessel then begins to pilot the boat, which someone should tell her that a boat is not something you pilot, but whatever. Maybe a captain. Um, while, she, while she's <laughs> doing that, Brynn is being a messy boot, and she reports back to the group that Jessel is feeling attacked. Now, what I do appreciate about Sai is how direct she is, because as soon as Jessel came back to the group, Sai said, you told Bryn that we were coming at you. I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Immediately. And so Jessel tries to explain herself, but Sai says the math is not mathing. Again, I'm with Uba. She cannot figure out why these girls care so much. Jessel will not win with them. So just let it go. Mm-hmm. Jessel again denies comparing herself to the other women. She calls Erin the queen of assumptions, which was cute, but whatever. Jessel even goes as far as saying that Erin is just projecting her privilege on her. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. yep. okay. Sai loses her mind. She's screaming. It was a little bit too much for me to see her lose it that much. But yeah, you know, do you? Was, yeah, that was a lot. Yeah. Now, apparently at some point, Uba had pushed Aaron into the pool. So now Aaron joked with Uba about retaliating. And it's only mm-hmm. a matter of time before Aaron says she's going to get her back because Uba started it by pushing her in the pool. Over dinner, Bryn gives some great sex advice. She causes quite a few restaurant tours to turn their heads, which causes everybody to share their own embarrassing stories. Now, listen, do you have an embarrassing story? What's your embarrassing story? My most embarrassing one was when I was in high school and we had like two different lunch periods. There was first lunch and second lunch. And I was at first lunch. So, and back then you drove your car to lunch, which was like so dangerous. They'd let you like leave school. It was so crazy. Oh my God. And so I'm coming back in through the parking lot and I'm not paying attention. And second lunch is coming out because of course I'm late and I'm walking with my friends and I didn't notice the cement parking um thing, like the, you know, the thing that when you park your car in a spot yeah. and I fell flat on my face. Tripped right over it in front of the entire second lunch coming out. It was mortifying. The worst thing thing that could happen in in high school is fall. Totally. I mean, I fall all the time, but I'm an adult now, so I don't care. And it's not like drunk falling. I'm just a klutz and I could trip over anything. So, but it was very embarrassing at like 16. Falling in front of everybody. That's, that's, that's the worst thing that you can do is fall. And even as an adult, when you fall, you might as well feel like you landed on a freaking trampoline because I've never seen people be that agile when they fall. Like they get up so fast. I, <laughs> I have seen the biggest people and I'm a big bitch myself, but I have seen the biggest bitches <laughs> fall on their face and they, I'm like, where is this agility and stamina oh, for other people? Girl, you be, it's like, you're doing a freaking burpee because you are popping up. But yeah, the, the level of embarrassment for, makes you forget how much you weigh at that point. My right. embarrassing story, which one should I pick for my vault of embarrassing stories? I, I I have this memory of being like 16 and going to, I went to the fields to pick cherries with my mother and uh, for work. And she was trying to teach me the value of a dollar. 
according mm-hmm. to her. It didn't work. Um, <laughs> and so I'm picking cherries and I have to take a shit. And so my mom's like, well, go use the porta potty. And I'm like, I am not using the porta potty. First of all, it's too far. I remember telling her it's way too far. She's like, well, you can walk to the porta potty. I'm like, no, it's too far. I really have to go to the bathroom. And then she's like, well, just go in the fields like everybody else does. And I'm like, oh my God. At that point, my body said, you have to shit. My body said, you have to go take a shit. I had never, this is the only time, by the way, I had never shit in public. I had never squatted in public. I had never shit in public. No, I haven't either. I peed. I'm in the fields. I, I do my first squat ever. I do my business. But right before... I put my pants up and as I'm trying to get up, I slid on the mud and I land on my own pile of shit with my jeans. My jeans are covered in shit. I didn't even go back to, I didn't even go back to pick cherries. I went to the car. I sat in the car as we're driving home. My mom just starts sniffing around. Like, what is that? Now like, and so I just, I just tap her shoulder and I turn around. I said nothing with everything. I, there was no words needed. She lost her shit laughing. No pun intended. I remember being mortified. We get home. My mom does not care that I'm embarrassed. She ran and told everybody like, of course. I went oh too. my God, Mario, Mario fell on his shit. And from that moment on, I was like, from that moment on, I said, you know what, Mario? If there's a porta potty, just walk to the damn porta potty. <laughs> oh, exactly. Exactly. I, no more fields. The trauma. For you. No more shitting in the fields for me. Thank you. Like, I, I think that's why I just don't like fields. I don't like none of that because mm-hmm. I can remember, remember <laughs> the shit dripping. And by, by the way, what kind of fucking diet did I have that my shit was like a fucking waterfall <laughs> shit? Like I'm like, what the hell were you eating that day of all days? It was a mixture That's of That's why you had to go shit. in the field, right? You couldn't exactly. hold it. Exactly. Oh my God. And I, how do we have toilet paper, but no fucking bathroom? It is just, you know what these work? <laughs> I should, you would think I would be Norma Ray at this point and fight for better bathrooms for these mm-hmm. people. But I, I was way too young. I <laughs> no, you're and not I, getting involved. And I, and I think that's why I don't like cherries. See, now you got me over here overanalyzing. <laughs> I will not eat cherry pie. I don't like cherries. I am good with cherries. Trauma. You have cherry the, trauma. The cherry trauma with my, sh- <laughs> I could still smell the shit. Cause you know when shit smells bad. Yeah, it lingers yeah. in your nostrils. It just doesn't, doesn't go usually away. smell it, good. It Ugh, goes away awful. like in a week and a half. And you know what? I think I just had a breakthrough. I, that's why I don't like cherries. Uh-huh. I cannot that's do a true. cherry. Uh, keep, oh, it's horrible. Like when mm-hmm. people are like, "Do you want a cherry in your cocktail?" I'm like, "No, no, no please, no, <laughs> keep it away from me, please." No cherries um, for me, thanks. Now, Brent's embarrassing story involved a tampon. I have never put a tampon on, obviously. Um, I I kind of got the confusion that she put it up her butthole instead of the cooch. But then Jessel was like, well, how big is your butthole that you were able to just shove in a tampon? I know. That's very true. <laughs> and how did she not know she was 12? You know the I difference know. between your vagina and your butthole. I mean, I you would, you would, I would think. I don't I know. Hope. Let's, I ain't going to ask a 12-year-old. I'm going to take your word for it. But I'm just saying, like, whoa. Uh, Jessel's embarrassing story. She said she's spring break in Cancun. She winds up topless in the middle of the club. She still gets mortified. I laughed harder at Jenna's 
embarrassing story because she told it so funnily and she told yes. it so it was so the way she told it was hilarious and yes i i pictured it as she fell and she said ralph fines from the english patient helped mm-hmm. her up now Sai, as you all might not know Sai and ramona went back and forth on social media or off social media or whatever but what they do have in common is that they have both shit themselves i was like yes. oh okay <laughs> There we go. At least, you know, casually mentioned that she shit herself during a track meet. Uba told us she once had toilet paper stuck to her after using the bathroom. And Aaron's embarrassing story is that her kid wouldn't stop crying on the plane. Um, okay. That's happened to me so many times I can't even count. I'm like, this okay. Is why you give them Benadryl when you get on the plane. Or you take Benadryl and let, they, and let them take your right. Just but it. that is not embarrassing. All kids that cry is- on planes. Exactly. How is that embarrassing? Oh, Aaron, you're so boring. It's not. Um, it's annoying. Now they leave dinner. They go back to the villa. The ladies exit their car. Now the driver realizes that somebody left their phone in the car and it's Uba's. Mm-hmm. Aaron thankfully grabs it for her. You think, oh, what a good deed. Aaron grabs it. Aaron sees this as the perfect revenge to get her prank back on Uba. Not funny. Aaron is planning to hold on to this phone as retaliation for the pool pushing. The ladies go for a late night dip swimming. Uba is scared that Aaron's going to push her back. Sai is the one that comes out of nowhere and pushes her back in the pool. Now, Aaron clarifies, well, we're not even yet because I'm not the one that pushed you. It was Sai. Mm-hmm. But Aaron decides that she's going to hold on to Uba's phone. So that's her prank plan B. Now, the next morning, Uba wakes up furious. She is unhappy with Aaron. We see that around 1 a.m., Jessel and Uba were on the hunt for her lost phone. When Sai overheard them, she told him, listen, Aaron has your phone. So Sai knew all along that Aaron was holding the phone, and therefore, Sai is also now mad at, uh, or I'm sorry, now Uba's also now mad at Sai mm-hmm. because she had the information. Um, Sai lets Aaron know that Uba is very upset with her. Uba made a good point, in my opinion. She's like, listen, we're not close to home. I can't just go get another phone. What if I had been truly lost? Uba expresses gratitude for Jessel because she's the one that tried to help her for phone. But Mm -hmm. Aaron is just refusing to recognize how this could rock someone's world. Aaron states, I only had her phone for like 45 minutes. But then later she says an hour. I only had her phone for a little bit. So Uba needs to relax. That's the part that ruffled my feathers. If Aaron would have immediately been like, my bad. I went too far. Right. I shouldn't have said it. Aaron is acting like she did nothing wrong. And Uba yeah, she doubled down. Yeah. Those are the, those are the type of people that get on my last nerve. When mm-hmm. you say, if you ever tell somebody this upsets me and they go, well, too bad. Oh yeah. Wait. No, you don't no. double down. When somebody says that to you, you say, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. It's not it's my bad. Adult Cause, does. Exactly. Cause, cause clearly Uba's pissed. And so because Air, and now listen, was Uba being passive aggressive when she stormed in during breakfast and ignore Sai and Aaron at the table mm-hmm. and give Brynn a big old kiss? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was, that was passive aggressive, but I was here for it because now she's Me clearly too. making a point. Aaron in her confessional says her, Uba's being mean to me. I was just playing a joke to her girl. Shut up. It's not funny. Jessel it wasn't sits, a funny one. Jessel sits down and she's apparently representing Uba. She's trying to figure out why Aaron would think that's a funny prank because Aaron is also a mother herself. Why do you think this is funny, apparently? Um, in the midst of all this nonsense, Bryn delivers her wifey Jenna some breakfast <laughs> in bed. I thought that was so cute. I'm here for them. I need them to get together. I know. Aaron clarifies that she is annoyed by Uba and reminds us, Uba's the one that threw me in the pool first. So Uba deserves a prank back. 
Mm-hmm. Now, the punishment does not match the bone crime. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. that Uba, like, don't ever, and I'm talking to you, Leslie, grab mm-hmm. my phone. Don't <laughs> no. ever. <laughs> no, don't ever grab mine either. If anybody, because listen, I'm childless. My phone is my baby. I carry my phone everywhere. I carry portable chargers. I, Same. for me and for my people, like I, listen, if when we go to BravoCon, I'm going to have three chargers in my phone. Of like course. My bag. Like we, no, me too. This. My phone, like, and this is what I tweeted and a lot of people supported me. Thank you very kindly. A lot of people on Twitter agreed with me because I said, Losing your phone or thinking you lost your phone in 2023 is not the same as it was 20 years ago. Like no. back then, you you didn't have all your information. You didn't have your credit card. Like Uba said in her confessional, I have all my credit cards linked on mm-hmm. Apple Pay. I like that's right. where your brain goes. It's like, oh shit, somebody stole my shit. Like right. get rid of this. Right. So for Aaron to act like, oh well, she's being mean to me. Like, but like, nah, bitch, you started this. Now Uba was, in fairness, continuing to ignore Aaron. And as soon as Aaron, all Uba said, if you watch that scene back, all Uba said was like, oh, where's Aaron? We're waiting for Aaron. Right. Aaron comes in hot. Don't say my name when I'm not here. Do not say my name. Yeah. So Uba, Uba's like, okay, let me match your energy. Uba gets in Aaron's face. Aaron then says, get out of my face. In the heat of the moment, Uba rips off her sunglasses. (laughs) That was great. And so what I didn't like is that Aaron came in trying to be big and bad. Mm-hmm. Uba matched her. Uba matches her energy, and now Aaron's like, "Oh no, you're so mean she's to me." Mean. Like, well, she's this- scaring me. Oh, you're scaring me. It's like, girl, shut up. You started this by saying, "Don't say yeah. my name." So Uba was like, "Oh, you want to come at me? Let's come at me then. Like, let's do this." She completely overreacted. I did- so, at Aaron, at that point, for saying, "Don't say my name when I'm not here." Don't say my name when I'm not here because she knows they're filming the show, so she probably thought they were talking shit about talking her. shit. Yeah, I, I love that in the preview that we saw. Um, Jenna tries to be a peacekeeper, and mm-hmm. she goes, "I know you're, I know you're upset about." your phone but can i please just have her sunglasses back like jenna's trying to save um Aaron's mm-hmm. sunglasses uba y'all have to see what she does i don't want to spoil it it's hilarious <laughs> what uba does and i cannot wait for next week i do hate it to be continued as much as i hate it but they keep us coming back for more um it was hilarious i i got a little shook when she snatched those sunglasses but i was like okay good good i you know mat- let's do this let's do this right shit. exactly Exactly. She, I mean, what did she think was going to happen when she was yelling at her at that point? Like there was definitely going to be some kind of reaction. Mm -hmm. She came for it. She got, she made, did not want a reaction, but she got one and Uba gave her the anyway. she was craving. Woo. All right. Well, listen, I'm glad OC, as much as I love them, they're almost over, but we're only. Yes, I know. I can't believe it already. I know it's been four months already. Time flies, doesn't it? No. Yeah, that that'll be good. We'll be back to two. We'll be back to two because listen, we love talking to each other, but when you got to recap everything, it's hard. My mouth, my mouth is drier than freaking Aaron's personality. <laughs> I'm kidding. I and love Shannon Bedores. Then Shannon Bedores teeth. My mouth is drier like Shannon's five days. That's just gross. That's just a sign oh. of being dirty. I'm going to talk to my therapist about that because I need to really explore that. That and my shift story. I can't believe I shared my shift story. <laughs> you had a breakthrough. I had a breakthrough. This is why I hate Stupid cherries. cherries. 
stupid cherries. Well, Leslie, I say it every week. I love talking to you. I love talking to you too. And I will be talking to you soon about BravoCon and we can get our schedules together. Yes, bitch. We need a plan. But And I want right, everybody guys, to calm so down because I they're oh. adding photo ops, I think. Because when I looked back on the app, there was like a, a thing for photo ops. There was just nothing in it yet, like a category. So I'm sure they're adding them. So everybody... Calm down. Calm down. Take a Xanax. All right. So it's it's been a great show, and we'll see you guys again next week. Yeah. Bye. Bye.